Hello, listeners. This episode originally aired in March of 2016, and we're rebroadcasting it because we thought it'd be a nice diversion for the midterm grind to hear about opportunities afforded by the Young Lawyers Division of the American Bar Association. That said, keep your chin up, stay tuned. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast on Legal Talk Network. I'm Fabiani Duarte, Chair of the ABA Law Student Division. I'm a third-year law student at Mercer University School of Law in Georgia. Our show today is presented by the American Bar Association's Law Student Division. In this monthly podcast, we interview guests and cover topics of interest for law students and recent grads. From finals to graduation and the bar exam to finding a job, we hope this show is a trusted resource for you, our listeners. For today's show, it's my pleasure to welcome Brian Rogers of the Young Lawyers Division and former leader of the Law Student Division. Welcome, Brian. Well, thank you, Fabiani. I appreciate the time being here, and I appreciate the invitation from the Law Student Division. No problem, no problem. As, as one of our predecessors, you know, that's, uh, that's something that uh, the chair apparently always has the, the right or the privilege to recognize past leaders of the board. So uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever really exercised that before. So here I am doing it. Yes. Well, I, uh, I, the leader of the board, I appreciate that. I spent a number of good years with the law student division. First, I uh, did a little bit of work as a, as a governor of the Seventh Circuit, so the people over there in Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. I'm a graduate of Valparaiso University, so I served in that circuit as a, as a governor. Spent one good, very good year with the law student division in that capacity, and then I moved on. I ended up uh, becoming the ABA represent the law student division representative to the ABA Board of Governors in my third year. So Wow. So these are significant roles. You did a lot, three years. That's the max that you could probably be involved. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as a law exactly, student. Exactly. With the application period begins to really start getting involved in the law student division, I believe you correct me if I'm wrong, Fabiani, but it would be January, February of, of your first year is really your opportunity. And I jumped on that opportunity and, and was able to become elected to the governor's position and then have the opportunity to serve as a governor my 2L year and kept moving up my 3L year. It was, it was quite an experience and really, really kind of got me involved right from the get-go there. You know, that's, that's something that's awesome and is, is a real, I think, credit to not just your interests, but also a great model for a lot of our current law students out there who want to be involved in the ABA and are interested in being involved at uh, a different level, at a uh, deeper level. Um, and one of the um, topics that we want to cover today is how your involvement then in the law student division was a seed that was planted for your involvement in the Young Lawyers Division and the ABA for the rest of your legal career. Could you talk to us about how you transitioned from the law student division into the rest of the ABA after you graduated? Absolutely. It's, um, 
so there's a lot of different paths that you can take, but uh, I was fortunate enough to have some some positive mentors in my in my law student days who exposed me to the ABA at a young you know young age. We, young age is a one L. I guess we can say that I was young. I don't know. Um, so they exposed me to the law student division, and from there, uh, there's a whole issue of then obviously becoming a new young lawyer and how do you stay involved? You you I was a leader, and uh, you know Fabiani is a leader, and how do we continue to be involved at the young lawyers division? And so I was fortunate enough to be in the inaugural class of the Emerging Leaders Program of the Young Lawyers Division. The inaugural class of the Emerging Leaders Program was started in what would now be 2013, 2014 bar year. And it was essentially, it, it is a bridging the gap program. It was developed to allow individuals who served as leaders of the law student division to migrate into the Young Lawyers Division and have significant roles in leadership positions. So this the program itself is designed for people who've already started to establish themselves as someone who wants to be involved and wants to be committed to the to the American Bar Association. Well, wonderful. So the Emerging Leaders Program, you were part of the first class, and that, like you said, it was a bridging uh, type of opportunity. So uh, once you got in, what did it do? The program itself is really tasked, as is kind of mentioned, it's, it's to integrate you into the Young Lawyers Division on a on a fundamental level and really understanding what they do and providing you an opportunity to do substantive work in what, in what the Young Lawyers does. So as the emerging leader, you're appointed to one of the many boards or teams or committees of the Young Lawyers Division. In my circumstance, that included an appointment to the National Conferences team and the Credentials Board. As a member of the National Conferences team, I was able to attend all of the Young Lawyers Division meetings, which is four of them. And we were in charge with helping kind of run the meetings, but specifically the CLE aspects of the meetings and kind of managing with the different speakers and so on and so forth. And then the NCT team is also charged with welcoming the first-time uh, attendees to these new meetings. So we would often kind of call the new on the list of registrants. We would call the new first-time attendees, welcome them, welcome to the conference, give them a heads up of what's going to be happening. The credentials board duty is to make sure that the assembly runs smoothly, involve taking votes in circumstances where there are potentially tie votes and actually counting those, and really just the administration of assembly overall. All right, so there's uh, a difference in, uh, I guess, being a wildly emerging leader and being just a wildly general member then, yes? Absolutely. So with being an emerging leader, I was immediately exposed to those types of opportunities that often individual, often young lawyers who are just kind of joining their first year out of practice, their second year out of practice, don't have the opportunity to engage in. So, I mean, the Young Lawyers Division uh, every year goes through an appointment process you know, hundreds upon thousands of young lawyers apply for different appointments within the division. And it's obviously a competitive atmosphere. As an emerging leader, when you are selected to be an emerging leader for that year, you are guaranteed a position on one of those teams, committees, or boards that other people have to apply for in the, in the general process. So what do you do now in the YLD? And did the emerging leaders program help you get there? Emerging Leaders Program absolutely helped me get there. I mean, I couldn't say that it didn't. I'd be lying. Um, and it's funny because now my positions in the YLD uh, actually involve the Emerging Leaders to pretty significantly. Uh, currently, I serve as the vice chair of the membership board. Uh, and w in that capacity, one of my main tasks is to help manage the Emerging Leader Program. This year, we actually have six Emerging Leaders 
Those emerging leaders are funded to attend two conferences, the fall YLD conference and this mid-year meeting. They, as I've explained uh, before, have the opportunity to serve on a, on a board or a team or a committee. And then a large part of the program is to expose them both to leaders within the YLD, so past um, YLD members who have played significant roles in the Young Lawyers Division, current YLD leaders, let it be the chair, um, somebody who serves in another officer position. And then another big thing that I try to do with this group is to expose them to individuals beyond the YLD. So, for example, we went with a past chair of GP Solo, the general practice or solo small firm general practice division today. Uh, she's also served as a past commissioner of the Youth at Risk uh, Commission. And to really kind of speak to them about, you know, your life as a lawyer, my time in the ABA, how my time in the ABA has is exposed me to the legal community. And just really opportunities that a lot of young lawyers don't have fresh into the, fresh into the practice. So, Ryan, now that you um, have been fresh in practice for uh, a little amount of time, right? you graduated in what year? 2013 now, so I'm going to my third year out. Oh, man. I mean, you're, just, you're, you're right there. You're, it was just like it was yesterday, I bet. More than I like sometimes. <laughs> and so, uh, so it's probably not hard for you to imagine or remember what it was like to be in law school. If uh, I was your little brother or you had a little, I don't know, do you have siblings? I, uh, I do, but I'm the youngest. So. Oh, okay. Well, let's say you had a younger brother, All right. right? I can I can live with that. Who wanted to go to law school. Well, I can't, but yeah. <laughs> what would you recommend as like the biggest piece of advice, maybe it's more than one piece of advice, that you would give them, what nugget of wisdom would you say, go to law school and do this? In terms of advice, I guess I have two things. One, while you're considering law school and one while you're in law school, one piece while you're in law school. Considering law school, um, anybody I've ever spoken with and to, as much as you can call me a mentor or three years out, I don't know if I can officially claim that term yet. But at, um, if you're considering law school, I recommend you take some time off. I don't, you know, I took about two years off. I was a middle school teacher. I traveled in Asia. I worked in an orphanage. You know, I really had an opportunity to find out, you know, what I wanted to do and, and really expand the kind of person I was becoming and, and affirm that I wanted to go to law school. And, and I think that a lot of individuals and, you know, finish out their undergraduate degree, grind it out hard, spend four years, you know, doing well and really working hard to become a lawyer, forget that they might need a little time to confirm that that's their aspiration. Now for, you know, if you're already in law school, obviously that's a, it's a bit of a different conversation. And, and honestly, the only advice I can give is, is work really hard. I really enjoyed law school because I took some time off. I was back in school. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I don't think I took it for granted. I did well. And uh, anybody who ever talks to me, I say, you know, just do well. Do the best you can. Um, it's three years. It's, as everybody who's probably listening to this knows, it's three very difficult years. But um, you prove yourself in those three years and you can open up yourself up for a lot of opportunities. And... Uh, and I think that's what the, kind of the end game is here. So, well, and so as we all um, reach that end game, I know for me, I graduate in May, so I can't wait. I, I also uh, know that I look for a lot of life wisdom and advice 
and, and I know a lot of our law students uh, who listen and general listeners are always interested in the life's motto that uh, we usually ask our guests about. Is there something that your family or your community or um, even just going up and walking through life through law school, some motto or mantra or affirming belief that uh, has guided you that you think would be useful to, to share? It's kind of a tough question there. I mean, I think affirming principle is, you know, it's one thing that you can, you can it's kind of relative as you, as you grow older. So I think it's taking advantage of opportunities. You know, it might not be the initial opportunity that you thought you were really looking for, or the one that you really wanted, but if you can find some good in it and you take advantage of that opportunity, you do a really good job at it, you can really do some other great things thereafter. And I think that applies throughout your life. It absolutely applies to the legal field. I mean, I was speaking with some some law students at uh, California Western earlier this week, and and I talked to them about my first experience with my first job out of law school, and it was, you know, I didn't necessarily think I'd be doing what I ended up doing, and but I learned a lot, and um, it was a great fit, and you know, I ended up doing really well, and I'm, you know, now at a different place, but it was with the support of the people that initially gave me my first shot that allowed me to move on and do different things. So make sure that you're doing something you enjoy and you love, um, don't put yourself in a situation where you're not going to enjoy it and you're probably not going to do a good job. But if there's something out there that, you know, somebody presents you with, take advantage of it and do it well and, and keep moving. All right. Well, I, I'm so glad uh, we were able to take advantage of some of the time that you had here at the San Diego mid-year meeting for the ABA. Um, I uh, want to thank you, Brian Rogers, Wildy Vice Chair of the Membership Board. I appreciate that, Fabiani, and good luck on the rest of your year. So what's the best way to reach you, Brian? Uh, you know, if, if anybody has any questions about kind of what they're doing in their profession or just generally law school or the Emerging Leaders Program specifically, like I said, this program's really built for people who've been involved in the law student division at various levels, ABA representative, board of governors, lieutenant governor positions. If you're interested in that position and you'd like to reach out to me, the easiest way is uh, through my email address. It's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N period rogers r-o-g-e-r-s the number two at gmail.com you grabbed the second one huh <laughs> all right that's fantastic thanks so much brian no, no problem at all it was a good time well it looks like we've come to the end of another awesome podcast uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the aba law student podcast brought to you by legal talk network We'd like to encourage you to subscribe to our show on iTunes. And once you've done that, take a moment and rate and review us as well. You can also tweet to us at at ABALSD and use the hashtag Law Student Podcast to tell us what's on your mind. I'm at Fabiani Duarte. Thank you for listening. Work hard, play smart, and until next time, podcasters. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.